excited about this one. Uh, Dane Deja, Ty Rogers, both were were huge tonight. We've uh, we've been on Coleman's back for a long time. Coleman's been a such a dominant player for us on both ends of the court, and, and uh, Dane hasn't gotten a ton of minutes with the way we've been playing. And for him to answer the call and be ready speaks volumes to to who he is as a person and and what a great teammate he is. Couldn't be more proud of him. Ty Rogers, I thought, was dominant. thought Ty dominated the game. Everybody keeps putting five men on him, and we just keep laughing because he's our best post player. Uh, he's got great low post moves and feet and, you know, five of six and double-double, and that's 27 minutes. And I thought defensively he was he was all over the place. So those two guys I'm going to single out. Obviously, Terrence got back, and, and um, I thought the job he did on Bruce was huge. I think Bruce is one of the top point guards in college basketball and, and obviously in this league, and thought his bulldog mentality, bulldogging over screens, his size and strength is 6'6", 220. Then it gave him a little uh, injection in, in terms of his energy and, and getting out in the open court. So uh, we knew we would get a, an angry Ohio State team, and I thought they played great. Chris, a terrific coach, and, you know, they, they threw everything at us with the 1-3-1, and, you know, they're, they're going to win a lot of games here down the stretch. Like it should be. Tay leading things off. It is the drive with Tay and Piper. I am Lon Tay. I've hijacked the microphone simply because Derek Piper's not here yet. Had a little accident, I guess, on the interstate, so I hope everyone is okay. Uh, he was coming from Muhammad, so would that be I-74? It wasn't him in the accident. No, I'm sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I didn't say that right. There was an accident. Right. Uh, Derek was not in it, but was delayed. So he'll be here soon, which will be good because I didn't watch the game last night. I know Kyle did. I listened to the game last night, so I was able to hear that. I've seen the stats. It's amazing that uh, Marcus Damask and Terrence Shannon both get you 23 points, but yet you want to come out and talk about Ty Rogers and also Dane Danger, and that's exactly what Brad Underwood did after that game. Both of those guys were big in an 87-75 win over Ohio State. Early on, Kyle, in the first half, those weird feelings I had about last night kept coming back to me, and I'm just like, please just put this game away. They finally were able to get about a double-digit lead, and they were able to pretty much maintain that. I know Ohio State slipped back into single digits a couple of times, but Illinois, for the most part, took care of business. They improved to 16-5 and overall. More importantly, 7-3 and in the conference. And even more important, they now finally get a chance to rest a little bit before they host Nebraska on Sunday and then an entire week off for Illinois. So that will be good to get Brad back to the learning table, if you will, with his guys in practice. I'm sure the guys would rather be playing games, but they will be probably working fundamentals, working on some new sets, and it's a perfect time as you get set to enter February. I I think that's almost a perfect bye week. Yeah. I I don't know if it's called a bye week, but that's essentially what it is, Kyle. Not like the NFL where you get the entire week off, but Illinois will essentially play Sunday, and then I don't think they play again until the next Saturday, maybe. So, Having that week off as you enter February, I think that is a key part because it's just kind of the perfect time now to kind of get your legs back under you, especially after you've played quite a few games here in the last week or so. Yeah, definitely. And, I, yeah, you. I think each Big Ten team has that like twice during the conference season mm-hmm. where they only have one game a week and every other week you got two games. So, yeah, I think it's coming at the right time. That's when you want to start to really – hit your stride is as you enter February figure some things out obviously you got Shannon back in the fold so that's a new layer for Illinois that they have to continue to work through and also you look at this February schedule and you want to be really playing your best basketball you don't want to slip up in some of these games especially as you get into March there so I, I think it is coming at a good time but I think last night's performance came at a really good time too because you want to go into that lower stretch 
with some momentum, not coming off a really sluggish game against Indiana or a loss. Last night, getting Shannon going again yeah. and just a, a really complete team performance is a great time to have that as you now have a little bit of time off. Doing a little uh, look ahead here. Uh, last night, of course, Indiana gets the win at home against Iowa. That was a big win for the Hoosiers. They got Khalil Ware back, and he was really good in a double-double. And then uh, also Michigan State took care of Michigan by, I think, 21 at home. Is so. your classic Michigan first yeah. half. They lead at halftime, and then they <laughs> look like DePaul in the second half. Let me tell you, Michigan and Ohio State are just not very good basketball teams. I'll put it that way. Ohio State now 13-8, and 3-7 and seven in conference play. Luke Goody will join us today around 335. He's got class, so he's going to try to hook up with us around 335, so we'll talk to Luke. He... Uh, Played 18 minutes, didn't do much production-wise. One for two from the three-point line. He finished with three points. He did have three rebounds for Illinois. No assists. The Illini only had eight assists in that game overall and six turnovers. So uh, one of those kind of games where they didn't have a lot of assists, but they also didn't turn the ball over much. So Luke Goody will join us at 335. I am welcoming in Derek Piper who has just joined us. I'm glad you made it, my friend. I hope that accident wasn't too bad. Yeah, I got through that on 74 East. Okay. Be careful out there, for sure. You get the uh, emergency personnel, the yeah. fire truck, and ambulance and stuff out there. So, never liked seeing that. But, sure. yes, I, I was not involved in it, able to get through it. And uh, thanks for leading it in as yeah. uh, old times, huh? I always like to put the dig out there, you know, like so, as it should. So remember be. how to do that? Well, yeah, it was kind of it's kind of like riding a bike as they say, although <laughs> I haven't ridden a bike in a long time, so I shouldn't say that. I don't know if it is like that. Uh by the way, I'm going to be gone the 4 hour today. I'm catching a flight in Champagne to fly to Peoria and then I'm Ubering <laughs> to Chillicothe. I mean, I think I could do that easier than the 2 plus hour drive for a conference basketball game tonight at IVC. <laughs> I thought of that this morning when I was in the shower. That's a bad image i was like you know i could almost catch a flight out of champagne to peoria and just uber to chillicothe <laughs> it'd probably be quicker than driving the two plus hours but i appreciate you guys i just don't i'm getting to the age now and i'm 53 old drink i gotta do that i'm getting to the age now where i just don't want to be pushing it the entire time so i just thought you know what you guys are 10 times better than me at describing this game plus you both watched it that's a huge thing where I didn't. So I thought, I'll just take off, listen to you guys, and kind of mosey my way over for the conference game, which will be exciting tonight. Andrew, I think, is going to play a little bit more tonight, I'm hoping. So we're slowly nice. good news. slowly getting back from this calf thing. All right, Derek Piper. I was scared about this game. And in the first half, there were things that Ohio State was doing. Uh, they were not, scoring, mostly. They were scoring, right. Yeah. And, and, and it was making me nervous, but – to Illinois' credit, even without a, a good game out of uh, both Coleman Hawkins and Quincy Garrier, who only each had five points, you still come away with a convincing 87-75. Not a very good Ohio State team, but that was just one of those wins where I'm impressed. I wanted that win. I wanted it to set up a uh, showdown with Nebraska Sunday, and then you get a complete week off, and Illinois can kind of get back to some fundamentals and get some rest, Eric. So that loss or that win last night, excuse me, is going to stand out for me for a while because they've had hiccups at Ohio State, as you mentioned yesterday, only now their fifth win since 1998 in Columbus. I was proud of that team last night to come out and do it, even with a couple of those guys not showing up, which normally do with Quincy and Coleman. Yeah, it was a really good effort, and road wins are rarely comfortable. Yeah, and right. that was definitely one where it's a 16-point game with about eight minutes to go and really able to just cruise down the stretch. And obviously seeing Terrence look like himself, especially in that second half where he scores 18 of his 23 and gets downhill, get out in transition, uh, able to start making some threes. I thought that early on, I know he starts only one for his first seven, but – had some three balls that just rimmed out. They looked like good shots and that he was in more of a rhythm. Yes. So just having him get that confidence and that comfort back in a, in a game-like environment, obviously it was a big game for Illinois having a chance to get a quad one, at least it is as of right now. I know it's probably going to be like that Wisconsin win last year uh, when you beat a non-NCAA tournament team yes. in Madison that teetered back and forth between quad one, quad two. It ended up landing in quad two. Wouldn't be surprised if this one does the same thing. But still, the most important thing for Illinois, big picture, is getting Terrence back to 
who he was before or as close as you possibly can. And that was the closest thing we've seen to pre-suspension Terrence Shannon. Marcus Damask. Uh, it, Just solid. He's very, very solid. Sometimes it's quiet. Right. Like, it's not even like flashy plays or anything. But Set for- a, rec- a Big Ten record for pump fakes in <laughs> one basket. I think he had yeah. six head fakes. And the guy didn't jump. <laughs> he just finally he's like pump 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 all right i'm gonna shoot and pump, then pump, the guy i think gail or whoever was guarding him was yeah. like just shoot the just damn shoot thing the ball. <laughs> but the booty ball was good i thought <laughs> illinois moved the ball uh better out of it when they yes. passed out on the, their double teams they were great on the offensive glass so so really offensively they had everything working they went 40 plus percent from three didn't take too many only took 17 no. but made seven Fast break, offensive rebounds, free throws, 18 for 20. So really everything you could ask for offensively. Defensively, Ohio State made 12 of their first 18 shots. Right. So there was certainly Illinois playing into that, not getting enough stops, but they buckled down late in the first half. I thought it was really encouraging that Shannon and Hawkins are both on the bench the last four minutes of the first half. You have a two-point lead, and you go into the locker room with a seven-point lead. Wow. So, uh, Amani Hansberry coming in and give you a little bit. Dre Gibbs Lawhorn checking in, and who got called for a foul that I really thought was a soft yeah, he, call that uh, you probably saw on Twitter. He, I he did. Yeah. Good defensive intensity. Dane gave you some minutes that were good. His best performance in Big Ten play. So, uh, all in all, like you said, Ohio State's bad. Chris Holtman's probably getting fired. Uh, they've lost now six of seven, and defensively, they're one of the worst in the Big Ten. They're now second to last in defensive efficiency and league play. So Illinois hanging 87 is on par with what they should do. But on their side, they're currently – you saw it on Kempom. I know you did. Oh, right. They're fifth in the country. Fifth in the country in offensive efficiency. Man. Which is nuts for how much we talked about point guard going into the year, how much we talked about questionable or just questions with perimeter shooting. Do they have enough knockdown shooters? Do they have any knockdown shooters? They're the fifth best offense on paper in college basketball, which is – it's pretty darn impressive. Who's the biggest reason for that, you think? Is it Damask? They run a lot of offense through him. They do? They with do. regards to him kind of setting up cuts, setting up threes on the outside with his passing ability. Obviously, he gets to the, to the rim a lot. He scores a lot, especially in Big Ten play. He's been outstanding. I mean, if you had to – I mean, obviously, it's, it's a little bit of everybody. Right. Shannon's playing better. Luke Goody's – playing more minutes this year, and I'm sure that helps the offense because when he's in, that spaces the floor, and you didn't have that last season. And, you know, that was one thing we probably never talked about enough last year was the idea that you didn't have Luke Goody out there spacing the floor a bit, and now you got Goody, you got Shannon, who's hitting at a pretty good uh, clip, uh, especially last night, starting to take off with that. Gary A's been solid from the three-point line. So you've got guys that are spacing, and that makes everything else work. Whereas last season, I know Matthew Meyer could have that game uh, where he would uh, go go nuts from three. But really, I mean, were there many others? Shannon had a couple of games that he shot well, but Coleman didn't shoot that well. He had the no. one game at Nebraska or against Nebraska that he was really good. Garrett, or I'm sorry, Shannon had the game against UCLA and also Texas, I think, where he exploded there. But otherwise, not a lot of great three-point shooting, and, and I think Goody does a good job of that. So with that said, as I just regurgitate words hmm. over and over, I think there's a lot that obviously goes into that, but I think having DeMass kind of run that, and, and, and Brad even called him kind of Luca the other day, right? Yeah, so right. having him kind of run this team the way he does, I feel like that might be the – the big reason why this offense is able to be so efficient like they are, as you mentioned in Kimpom, I actually called that stat into him uh, last night after the game. So he thanked me for it, put it in there this morning because I knew you'd read that. So <laughs> Thank you for it. Yeah, uh, I, I do think – I mean, you can make an argument for Shannon or oh, DeMass no for being the biggest reason. I mean, Shannon pre-suspension and obviously how he got going last night has been – one of the most dominant players in all of college basketball. Pre-suspension is probably the second-best player in the nation outside of Zach Eady. So wow. uh, with what he was doing, that's been a big factor in that and his consistency through the first two months of the season. And I hope that comes back, obviously, down the stretch as well. But I would, I'm would, i here for not arguing against an argument for Marcus DeMass. Sure. For him to be that guy, knowing that how much they run through him, knowing that his booty ball matchups, whether he's – scoring out of him or drawing double teams because he's a mismatch that then opens up other things 
And yes, you accurately point out like the fact that Coleman's a much improved three-point shooter, the fact that Gary A is able to make from the outside, hit the offensive glass. Uh, they got a good rebounding guard in Justin Harmon, yeah. who was able to get some second chances and uh, obviously has a chance to, to go downhill and, and hit some threes too. So uh, blending all of it, having a scheme that fits. There are a number of different parts of the formula that go into it, but I looked at the mass Big Ten numbers, and I know mm. that he had to up his production when Shannon was out, but I was kind of reminded and blown away again. Like, this is a guy that people were like, yeah, it's a, it's a nice addition. He'll fit in well with Illinois. He'll be a nice complimentary piece, but nationally not a lot of buzz. He's averaging 20 points, five rebounds, four assists in Big Ten play while shooting darn near 50% from the field. So There's been some good Illinois players not average that. Of course. That's amazing. I never in my wildest dreams thought he would have this much of an impact. Never. It's wild. After watching him for four years at SIU and knowing what he did, I did not think he would have this big of an impact. But he has almost been the perfect cog for that offense. And it was he's just kind of what they needed. I know Brad loves him. I know he's probably he's he's already compared him and has multiple times to his guy at Thomas Walkup. Thomas Walkup, yep. right. So and when you think about it, he's probably the perfect comp for that. I'd have to go back and watch Walkup again, but a lot of the things, I mean, he didn't live above the rim and he was strong like mm-hmm. Damascus. Yep. Could and, handle the ball, could also yep. post people up. Yes. Just could do pretty much anything offensively. That's crazy. Uh Lindy said, Hey, how about Coleman finally getting a T? We can touch on that in a minute. Steve mentioned we still aren't finishing at the rim, and Daryl, go Cardinals, said, Love your show. Where do you think we'd rank if they would have made those twenty some layups they missed <laughs> the previous two games? Obviously that would help with regards to efficiency. That's the amazing thing, Derek, is and and I'm hoping this isn't like the storyline of the season. But obviously, I keep tweeting about it, and there have been a few games where it's just been weird to be able to not make shots close to the rim at a consistent, solid level. But certainly, if you give half of those back, it is amazing what this team is able to do, even with that. That's pretty impressive. For sure, yeah. I know some of it just seemed like bad luck, where it's rolled around the rim and just just fell off, and there will be maybe some... I don't know, just swing in, in luck, rim mm-hmm. luck. Yeah, I know rim that's luck. not a stat, but uh, <laughs> uh, just a, a way that it maybe goes sometimes where you don't have those go down and uh, just seem like a correction to the mean, I guess. But, yeah, if they make more of those at a higher rate, obviously that's more efficiency offensively. It's crazy that when you look at those stats, the Big Ten, I'm writing about this uh, in my takeaways and I'm about to publish here soon, but um, the Big Ten's often known as a rock fight league. Mm. And we talked about – this might have to go back to Illinois winning ugly basketball games where they're great on defense and they're clunky on offense and they don't have a point guard and maybe not the best shooting. But three of the top five offenses, according to Ken Palm, are all in the Big Ten. Wow. Purdue, number two in the country. Wisconsin, number four in the country. Illinois, number five in the country. I did not know until checking that that Wisconsin was that efficient no doubt. on offense. But Illinois in that realm as well. Certainly, finishing at the rim can make them all the more productive. Getting Shannon there at a higher rate is going to make that happen because he's so good at playing through contact, and I don't know how you stop him in transition. You can't guard him. Like Uh -uh. Bruce Thornton, he had a possession early in the second half where he tried to take him off a ball screen. Shannon got through it. He blocked his shot, then got going the other way. And Thornton, all he does is get in front of him and put his hands up. He doesn't like – you know, hip check him or, or try to flop or even take a charge because people know you can't really get charges all that easily anymore. He puts his hands up and pretty much rides Shannon's momentum into him, gets called for a blocking foul because you can't guard him. You can't you do can't. anything with you him. You can't. Because he's just that big and strong and the way things are being officiated now, you can't try to try to flop on those things. So And he's able to make baskets with his body like in a weird contortion, and not only that, a couple of his drop passes. Right. I mean, think about how hard those passes are anyway, but to do it where he's like maneuvering around one guy in the air, reaching around another, and yeah. he just drops it perfectly into the lap of whoever's there yeah, waiting. Yeah, great one to Ty Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Ty. It was Ty. Yeah. So it, it's just it's, it's sickening what he can do. I guess when you can jump like that, that helps. So maybe to a guy like me who could never jump, that seems even more impressive. But I, I just it, it's just to me it's it's how efficient, since we're on that word, 
he is, even when he jumps in the air, most coaches will tell you do not jump in the air and then pass the ball, right? That is like a cardinal sin. Marcus Damascus has done that a couple of times, and it's, it's kind of hurting, but it doesn't bother Shannon. He jumps in the air and somehow still, besides making shots, drawing fouls, he still somehow finds the guy with a perfect feathery almost pass mm-hmm. that is just so impressive to me. I think that's just harder than we think. That he makes be. it look so easy. You just don't see many people doing it. That's how hard it is. For sure. Yeah, the wraparound was was great, and I, I would like to know what it's like to have that hang time. <laughs> I guess if you jump high enough, it takes longer to get to the ground. Right. So there's there's part of that too. That makes but, sense. Uh, I think him seeing him in ball screens last night a little bit more too was was good. That's kind of back to what Illinois was doing and blending the pick and roll offense yes. with also the booty ball and having both as as avenues to get points and get matchups and whatnot it just felt like Terrence was more comfortable that there was a little bit of a progression just in terms of him settling in and now the great thing I know you guys mentioned it kind of off the top of you come out of this crazy stretch of a bunch of games when you look at when he got cleared on I think it was the 19th Friday Mm -hmm. the January 19th they played four games in 12 days wow and now they're going to play two over the next 12 so that's a lot more practice time allowing him to get further integrated into the team and get those reps in practice and, and figure things out and work on certain things. So after they play Nebraska, a very winnable game on your home floor, not saying you should overlook the Huskers. Sure. We know what they're capable of. On Sunday, then you get a whole week to get ready for that game in East Lansing. So uh, that should be a good thing that Illinois, yes, you would have liked to, to redone that last shot at Northwestern and no doubt. Uh, try to win without Shannon against Maryland, but to be 7-3, and three, and we'll see what happens the next few days with Purdue playing Northwestern tonight. I expect the Boilers to get one and get the revenge there in, in West Lafayette. Nebraska hosts Wisconsin, and those two teams, both Purdue and Wisconsin, play each other on Sunday. Go Huskers. You might be feeling pretty decent about where Illinois is at, and then to have Shannon have that game and then practice time to get to further build on that, last night was uh, definitely a good thing to to ride into a stretch where you can get to up in and work on some things. Amen. All right, I know we got to catch a break soon because Luke Goody's coming on three thirty five. But I would be crazy not to mention Dane, obviously, who had some good minutes. But Ty Rogers, mm. you know, again, efficiency is the key word in this segment. Twenty six minutes, five of six from the floor, three of three from the free throw line, six defensive rebounds four offensive rebounds for a total of 10 two assists a steal he did have a turnover but 13 points a double double for ty rogers that was impressive last night what he was doing and defensively as brad underwood mentioned as well i mean bruce thornton is a good matchup for him Mm -hmm. not speedy speedy and you know bruce is strong but so is ty as we know i was just very impressed and that put back off the was that a Shannon mystery? Oh, two hand slam, yeah. Whew. That was fun. It was. How that, cool would that be to do? Like uh, we talk about jumping. Give me one time in my life where I get to go up and uh, dunk a two handed dunk <laughs> off a miss. Yeah, I'll take that. You're staring eye level at the rim. That'd yeah, I'd, I'd probably hold on to the rim. I'd be like, I'm not dropping that for. Him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long way down. No doubt. Yeah, his activity was off the charts, and it, it was, was great. immediate right off the bat in that game and. Being able to have the confidence to finish around the basket more efficiently and aggressively has been encouraging. And then just what he's doing on the offensive glass. Like he had, I think, four offensive rebounds last night. Ended up getting a double-double his second of the season, first against a Big Ten team. That's great. But the analytics say he's the fourth best, fourth most productive offensive rebounder in the Big Ten during conference play, which is saying something uh, just not having traditional center size. I mean, he's six foot six and kind of this this multi positional or a guy just who's just a basketball player. He's not really a point guard. He's not really a power forward. He's just a guy out there making plays. And uh, to be someone that creates those second chance opportunities, to be a guy that can attack, where they're going to say, "All right, we're we're going to put a center on you. We're going to have your defender just stand in the paint, and Ty's going to go there and and be aggressive of attacking the basket." And a guy that also. Amen. When you see him go a perfect three for three from the free throw line, he's been a much improved free throw shooter. I think over the last five games, he's hovering in that 62, 63% range, which wow. considering last year he shot 39% from the charity stripe, that's that's much improved. So you, you like that out of tie. And he's been, we talked about it going into this game, 
probably him and Luke, both the most impacted by Shannon's return in terms of minutes. Last night, Ty, you couldn't take him off the floor. Like Second half, he has not been playing all that much. Five minutes against Indiana in the second half. Five minutes between the second half and overtime against Northwestern. Mm. Last night, he played, I think, 13 minutes in the second half, 13 in the first half, so 26 minutes, and he deserved all of them. So that was, that was great for him and happy for the way that he's he's progressed. And, and then Dane, yeah, speaking of which, a guy that's – he's got to be down in the dumps about I how would you not – How could you not be? With the fact of not playing as much as he is and that he had some moments last year where he probably said, you know, I, I can really build on this and come back and – even more of a, a staple of this team and whatnot, but just stylistically the way they've gone, it's it's gone against his strengths. And if he was in a different situation, he'd be playing more. But seven points, five rebounds, got on the offensive glass, ran the floor, had a block. He can help this team, especially if Coleman's going to get in foul trouble or if you just need a different look. Amen. Uh, there's there's a lot of teams out there that are going to have less talented backup fives, and yes. he can be an asset. And just even if it's short stints, and last night was a a good step in the right direction for that him. and one where he got fouled you know obviously and he caught it with one hand as he's getting pushed and still made the bucket he's very skilled he's georgie kind of around yeah, the rim no doubt. I, I really like that okay we got to catch a break and i'm gonna let you do that did you know that we need to play the drink song right now and i'm gonna blow your mind kyle can you did play Haley text quick? you something no no no, oh, no 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 <laughs> news on the piper baby all right but it's it, it's equal to that okay so can you play the drink and Happy I'll tell hour. You. Here we go. Piper, today is Hans D's birthday. Hey. Hans D! He's Kobe age. That's what he oh, said. Wow. He's Kobe's 24. number. 24 years old. Congratulations. What it was like to be 24. To Hans D. I forgot my, my niece, Abby, had a birthday yesterday, too, so... Happy birthday, Happy Abby, birthday. Man. Love you. Uh, yeah, but Hans D getting it done. 24, man. baby. I, I texted him this morning bright and early. I'm like, huge news, Hans. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Hans. That's awesome. Live it up tonight, man. Yeah, he'll probably, probably – he's probably on some flight. Surely. Can't live it up. Or DJ in some party. <laughs> he's you know, it's funny. Since it's his birthday, we should go DJ uh, his for him. party. Yeah, for, him. for him, yeah. That's a good point. Maybe he'll ride with me to Chillicothe. Maybe he could fly me there. That's what I should have done is had Hans pick me up and yeah, fly me to Peoria. It's not a bad idea at all. All right, we got to go, right? Yes, we have <laughs> Luke Goody on the other side of this break. Stick with us for that. We'll talk to him about the win last night in Columbus and what the Illini are looking forward to this weekend against the Huskers. Stick around for that. This is The Drive. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Illini fans, this year we celebrate the 100th anniversary of Memorial Stadium for the 2024 Fighting Illini football season. Join us in Memorial Stadium as we honor 100 years of tradition and continue to create memories for the future. Season tickets for the 2024 football season are on sale now. Secure your season tickets for homecoming, Dad's Day, and a special rededication of Memorial Stadium on October 19th. Experience more cherished moments in Memorial Stadium this season and lock in your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. Kelsey Furniture in downtown Tuscola sells Tempur-Pedic beds. What's it like? 
I'm going to tell you right now, Stevie, that that thing is the best thing I've ever slept on in my life. My wife and I both have said we've never had better night's sleep. And the people at Kelsey's were fantastic. Brian is the guy that helped us. You know, as much as I did my research, he has a world of knowledge about beds themselves. Oh, man, it's like sleeping on a cloud, man. Kelsey Furniture, downtown Tuscola. Thank you for choosing two men in a truck. How may I help you? Hi, I have a strange question. What happens if it snows on moving day? I don't want my furniture to get wet and destroyed. Well, that's not strange at all. We have the same concerns for your furniture. With over 9 million moves completed, our team is experienced to handle any weather conditions. Because we pad and stretch wrap your furniture before we put it on the truck, we'll make sure your belongings are safe and dry no matter what the forecast says. Not sure how your move is going to work? Go to twomeninatruck.com for your free estimate. In an ever-changing real estate market, it is so important to work with experienced agents like Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor teams at Taylor Realty Associates. They have the knowledge and expertise to get your home sold for the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. Trust the experience and success of Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor team at Taylor Realty Associates. Give them a call today at 217-355-0700 or visit them online at taylorboys.com. That's taylorboys.com. First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356bank.com, First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS. That's four three five one two zero. Said you can't be cool when you're 53. I agree. Drink. FRFR. <laughs> yeah, I was telling you, Hans, and uh, I had my boys and, and Hans in a text thread this morning, and I was like, happy birthday. And they both said happy birthday to him. And then all of a sudden, Andrew is like, I thought he said, Brill, you're old or something. And then Hans responded with FRFR. And I'm like, for real, for real. Like, I was driving to work. I'm like, I'm catching on, man. I am catching on to the new lingo. I can talk new lingo with Luke Goody anytime I want. Yeah. Well, for real, this is one of our favorite segments, if not the best that we have every week on the Tapman's Towing phone line. This is brought to you by some great sponsors, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend, First Federal Savings Bank, local and trusted, and by Max Twin City Recycling, Luke Goody, Alana Sharpshooter, joining us now. For real, for real, Luke, they had to feel good last night in Columbus. <laughs> it did feel good. It was a good win for us. What do you what do you think? Big picture. What what do you take away? Obviously, Terrence gets going. Uh, another big night for Marcus. Ty was just a, a menace on the glass. Mm. What did you come away from feeling? You know, just that performance there in Columbus that uh, you're taking back to Champaign. Yeah, being able to uh, you know start the first ten games of the Big Ten Conference seven and three is uh, it's a testament to where we're at right now. You know, uh, looking back on, I wish we were eight and two or nine and one, but. Um, it's kind of the nature of the beast, but going to, going and being able to get a road win like that against the good Ohio State team uh, was great, and it's setting us up for the last 10 games of the season. Luke, I had told Derek and Kyle going into that game last night that it worried me, and Derek threw out a stat that blew my mind that Illinois had only won since 98 four times in Columbus, so now five times since 1998. Obviously, Ohio State had some really good teams in that stretch, but so did Illinois. And it was just one of those games where I don't know that Ohio State's all that good. They haven't been what they have been in the past, but it was just one of those games where you guys are on the end of playing a a ton of games and not really having a day off. Then you get a little rest before Nebraska, then an entire week off. 
I mean, could you sense how big that win was? I know, like, in the grand scheme of thing, nobody is looking at that game last night saying, oh, that's a big win for Illinois. I think it is because that that would be a game where you could see how you're just at the end of that stretch and it would be a tough victory. But for you guys to come out and play as well as you did, even them hitting shots early and you being able to do it, did you get a sense of how big that win was for you guys? Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Uh, Ohio State is, you know, they've been some good teams this year, and they're a pretty good team. They've got a lot of young guys that can score the ball. Uh, their point guard's really good. And being at the end of a uh, 21 days without an off day could be tough. Wow. Um, going game, uh, practice, practice, game, you know, for the last seven games is not easy. So being kind of on the end of that, we got caught up with that last year when we played at Ohio State. You know, we dropped a game that we probably shouldn't have looking back, and we kind of knew that going into this game that that would be the situation. These guys are they need a win. They need a big win for their resume in terms of postseason hopes. And we knew that they would come out and play hard. And their coach would have them playing hard. And they did in the first half. Credit to them. They got a lot of buckets, scored the ball well. And in the second half, we were kind of just able to pull away and uh, you know get some stops when we when we needed to. Luke Goody on the Tapman's towing phone line. You now do look ahead where you get a little bit of a break, and then Nebraska at home, and then you get a week off. Is I was uh, we were mentioning it earlier. It's kind of like the NFL when they take that bye week. Sometimes it's too early. Sometimes it's too late. Sometimes it feels like it's the perfect time for that. Is that about right going into February? You should kind of get to the dog days. Will that week be a nice time to just kind of relax, get back to fundamentals, and kind of get your feet back under you? Yeah, it will be. We've been going so much. We haven't even been able to really practice. To be honest with you, I mean, the day after the game, everybody's so tired and everything from either the travel or the game at home and we're just kind of you know watching film walking through practice just making sure we have a good mental day and the next day we go but we only go for about you know an hour because we don't want to be tired for the game the next day so we haven't really had too much time to practice it's all been mental reps and just kind of get in the gym and get shots up yourself so having this this week uh or these couple days until nebraska and then a week after that is going to be huge for us in terms of development uh, we'll actually be able to practice, you know, we can get in there and figure out stuff that we need to do. And I think it comes at a great time. We were able to be, you know, tested in January to where we had those seven games back to back to back consecutively. And now we can move into February where we can take a step back, look, look at the things that we need to get back into and go from there and just keep getting better. Luke, what'd you think of Terrence's night, particularly the second half, 18 of his 23, got going in transition, just seemed like as an outsider that looked like the Terrence Shannon that we're used to seeing, you know, prior to the to being out with the suspension. Uh, what did you see as a guy on the court with him and uh, just leading up to that game? Did you get a sense that the breakout was close? Yeah, when you're a player that that's good or somebody that that, that is that good, I mean, you just know that they're going to break out at some point. Terrence, um, it's, it's been a, a tough couple months for him in terms of everything that's going on, but for him to be able to get back on the court and uh, you know, have have not the greatest couple games. It's kind of something that you, I wouldn't say expect, but you aren't surprised about. And coming back from that long of not playing basketball in the middle of a Big Ten season is is not easy at all. So for him to catch a stride in the second half, make some shots, and that's just kind of what we expect from him from now on out. You know, he's playing at a All American level, and I'm confident that he'll get back to that point. Marcus. Obviously, when Terrence was out, was able to pick up in a big way and, and had another big night last night, both him and Terrence with game-high 23 points. Just his ability to – it sometimes seems quiet, I guess, or, or just you know maybe he doesn't make the flashy play, but just his production. How how much is he able to – I know that you're big into analytics. You sit there and see on Kempom. You guys are fifth in the country in offensive efficiency. Mm. We were talking during the first segment. How much is Marcus, his presence, his ability to get matchups – is he a huge part of your guys' success at that end of the floor? Yeah, he's almost impossible to guard. If you switch on a smaller guard onto him, he'll go post you up. And if you put a big man on him, you know, he'll drive the ball and draw two and, and kick and play off of that. I mean, Terrence was a, a beneficiary of Marcus big time last night. There were a couple times when Marcus got a switch and got into the paint, kicked out and hit Terrence for a three or Terrence, you know, rip drive or stuff like that. And Coleman was a beneficiary too. A lot of guys, you know, benefit off of his play because he draws so much attention being able to get the ball into the post and into the paint well and you know hit, hit, starting to hit shots again he had a, a a top of the key three um against Ohio State they blew coverage and 
you know, just have him having that confidence is nothing but good good for our team as it just opens up so much on offense. Luke Goody joining us on the Tapman's towing phone line. I want to ask you about the end of that first half. You got Terrence mm, in a little bit yeah. of foul trouble. He goes to the bench. Five minutes to go. It's a tie game. Coleman adds his second foul. Four minutes to go. You guys are up two. And when you think about those guys going to the bench in a lot of situations for a lot of teams, that would be a a sign of the tide turning before halftime. The home side maybe gets the lead back. It's momentum going into the locker room. But you guys took a 41-34 lead into the locker room thanks to some guys stepping up. Amani played some good minutes down the stretch for you guys. Dre got in there a little bit. I know that Dane had a, a nice night off the bench too. But what? how big was that, do you think, of some young guys going in there and, and not having the drop-off and actually building on that lead instead of Ohio State catching some momentum? I think it just shows the confidence, kind of, the young guys and how they prepared recently over the past couple of weeks. Draven got a taste of it against IU, came in and hit a big shot, and then came in the game and, uh, you know, guarded really well. And then Amani coming in and impacting the game offensively and uh, Dane doing his thing. It's just it's just a testament to kind of how this team is built. It's, I've kind of said it, you know, over the past month or so that all these guys are capable and they're ready to step up, you know, and practice every day. They're on scout team, uh, you know, getting buckets against us, doing their thing. So uh, now it's just getting into the game and having the confidence to translate over from practice to the game time. Luke, it seems like your minutes have come down maybe a, a touch with Shannon coming back. Are you okay with the role you're playing now? Or for a shooter, obviously the more minutes you're on the court, the more time you're out there sweating and, and, and feeling the basketball as much as you can is going to help you. But are you okay with kind of where you're at right now with the role on this team? Yeah, I mean, with Terrence out, being able to play 30 minutes was definitely uh you know, I could make a mistake and stay out there, and it was sure. fun. And, you know, that's just kind of the nature of the game. And with Terrence back, I understand it. I mean, who am I to say to be mad about, you know, getting my minutes <laughs> taken by an All-American? That's just kind of the nature of the beast. And, um, you know, I, I've always, since day one, been been a, a guy that will sacrifice and do things for the, for the team. And right now my role switched from, you know, having to start, not having to start, but getting to start and playing 35 to 40 minutes a game to – you know, coming off the bench being that sixth, seventh man playing 20 to 25 minutes. And, you know, it varies from game to game. I had a good game against IU and sure. played, I think, 30 minutes that game. And then, you know, last game I couldn't guard my, my grandfather and I only <laughs> played, what, 16 minutes. So it's just game to game, you know. I And it's really determined on how I play. If I come in the game and, you know, like I did against Ohio State and I have a good defensive half, then it's definitely going to reflect that in the playing time. And, you know, if I come in the game and, hit a couple shots and coach is going to reward me for that and I know that for sure going into the game so uh you know just just staying ready for the opportunity and knowing that kind of uh it's in my hands in a sense yeah well listen knowing how you play knowing how Trent Green played I'm guessing your grandpa's a hell of a player I mean seriously (laughs) yeah Yeah, on the football field now yeah oh okay Yeah. I'm guessing he could uh, he could probably fool a lot of people out there. Hey, is Amani Hansberry going to have the uh, bragging rights for play of the year? I mean, that was a nice play last night. Is he pretty fun, or is he kind of a quiet freshman, or how how is he to be around? No, our freshmen are super outgoing. Um, you'll definitely hear him a lot in the locker room. They uh, they love to they love to give people a hard time and, and mess around too. They're good dudes, so uh, I was happy for him to make a couple plays last night and play like he did. Perfect. Dane's a guy that obviously he's probably from for selfish reasons probably hoping to have had more minutes and whatnot. But as it seems like you've said all along, and the guys around the team they just want to win and, and buying into whatever they can contribute. But if it felt like a feel good moment for Dane last night to go in there and in his eleven minutes, seven points, five rebounds. Uh, was that one where you're, you're happy for him to, to have one of those nights? And it seems like, you know, there's a lot of teams out there with like a, a backup five with, with that much ability. Yeah, Dane has a special ability, and we've kind of known that over the past two years since he's been playing here. And it's just kind of been a tough situation. Coleman's been honestly one of the top ten five men in college basketball in the last whatever ten games. I mean, he's been shooting 40-plus percent from three and rebounding the ball, you know, double-doubles every other night. and when you have that, you can't really take much away from it. You know what I'm saying? I can go away from something that's working. So, you know, last night Coleman got into some foul trouble, um, ended up getting teed up and stuff like that. But, 
Dane was able to come in and step up, and that's just what you work for and get ready for in practice every single day. He knows he knows his worth to this team, and he knows how good of a player he is, and us as teammates know how good of a player he is as well. So when Coleman goes out because of those reasons or for other reasons as well, we know that the productivity is is going to be just as good if Dane comes in. A few more minutes here with Luke Goody on the Tapman's Towing phone line. So I'm assuming is today that first off day, and, and if so, what's that look like? You can kick back and watch some games or – uh, and, and you fill me in. Maybe you guys have some scouts today, but are you guys off, and what's that look like going forward? Yes, we are off today. I, it just sounds <laughs> terrible, but I finally get to go to my classes. I've missed <laughs> wow. like 85% of my classes since school started in the last three weeks, so I get to go back and actually meet my teachers for the first time and my <laughs> classmates, and um, you know, I'll take today off, and then tomorrow I'll get back in the gym and work out. And uh, we have another off day tomorrow, but I'll get back in the gym, uh, work out, lift, and do all the stuff that I need to do, and uh, get caught up with homework, all that stuff, and watch a lot of basketball. You're right. And then I'm watching the show Succession. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's on HBO Max, yeah. but uh, it's a really good show. So I, I recommend it. Highly yeah. recommend it. Pipes, you were just. I just started that thing up again. I, I watched the first episode. My wife maybe didn't get into it, so I. Solo watch the second one. I'm like, okay. yeah, I'm going to get back into this. You're going to have a lot of uh, you, Luke? <laughs> you're going to have a lot of 2 a.m. Yeah. feeding the baby time coming uh-huh. up. So yeah, you're going to you're going to get a lot of those episodes. I know, right? <laughs> Where are you at, yeah, Luke? Are you, are you deep into it? <laughs> I am. I'm on season three, so it's my it's Ooh. my road trip video, and we've had a lot of road trips. Or road trip show. We've had a lot of road trips lately. So every time I go, I download like four or five episodes, and I just watch them throughout the road trip. So I'm on season three after about two weeks. Perfect. Perfect. That's, That's awesome. Perfect. That's funny. I, I've never thought of that. Like on road trips, you know, it used to be you just had like a Walkman and you listened to Def Leppard or Rat. <laughs> what year is it? I know. And, and now you got like you guys get like we're, net- we're past that. We're, <laughs> we can download movies on our iPads. So, yeah. It's just not fair. You know, we were on that creaky bus and everything. You know that. Yeah, that isn't fair that you guys get to oh, do that. Man. Does is are there certain guys I assume that just sleep? Yeah, I mean, Dra- Draven's asleep. During the whole trip, basically. I mean, he gets posted <laughs> on everybody's Snapchat stories like, fight back, fight back, quit falling asleep, stuff like that. So he's always sleeping. But most other guys got a show or something that they're on their iPads or on their phones doing. So Makes sense. that's kind of what we do. Yep. Luke, we appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the next couple of days off and best of luck this weekend as you guys tackle the challenge of facing Casey uh, Tomonaga and the Huskers. Yeah. But seven and three after 10 games, you guys are obviously in a good spot. And Look forward to the rest of the way. So we appreciate your insights as always, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Lou Goody on the Tapman's Towing phone line. That once again brought to you by Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend, First Federal Savings Bank, local and trusted, and by Max Twin City Recycling. Is it me or does Tomonaga, or Tomonaga, does he look like he'd be everybody's best friend? Like he's always kind of smiling, and I just, I bet he's the nicest kid you'd ever meet in your life. Seems that way, unless you're guarding him. Unless you're guarding him, right, because then he's wanting to tear you up. But even then, he's probably like, uh, hey, that was a great job you did on me there. I couldn't even see the rim when I threw that in from 30 feet. (laughs) Right. You had your hand right in my face. (laughs) I tell you what, he's a pretty good little slasher, too, in in terms of not slasher, but in terms of hitting that little floater like Jameer Young did uh, did against us. And, yeah, we'll have to ask Luke next week what that's like to – you know, it's kind of like the showdown, right? It's, it's, it's like Luke enters the court, and he stares down at the other end, and he's, he's just staring right at Tomonaga like, you think you're better than me at threes? <laughs> Let's see it tonight, big boy. So That'd be I, a fun three-point shootout. Oh, my. You know what? That would be cool at the Big Ten tournament. Ah, that's a good idea. That's a great idea, it actually. Is. Have like on Saturday. Well, some teams get there like Wednesday, right? Next Next year, teams will get there like the previous month to play. There's so many teams. But, like, you could have a guy from each team in a three-point – I mean, it's not – so even if you played that day, like if if Illinois is playing on Saturday, it's not like Luke is going to – I don't know. Maybe that is tiring to go through that. But I think that would – or maybe you just – you get to Saturday, the four teams that are left – they're not eligible, but everybody else is. I, I don't know. Could do one round. Or just like, one round. Just one yeah. round and the best score wins. I agree. I agree. And then you just have like out of twenty shots, you pick a random number like number six. So if the tiebreaker of whoever hit number six, you know, their six shot or something. But don't uh, make them go like, yeah, three rounds right, deep and all that right. stuff. Because then you might uh oh, the coaches would say, Oh yeah, you know, 
fatigue. We don't want that. But. That would be cool, though. I would love to see that. Ten times more than I would like a slam dunk contest. I'd love to see just guys just dialing it in from the outside and one from every team. I think that would be so cool. Get a trophy. What would we call it? The Corey Bradford trophy? Mm, that's a good one. I mean, he did have the record until the Eastern kid came along. I have to look that up. All-time leading three-point shooters in oh, college basketball. Or in the Big Ten. Yeah, and to pick out the Big Ten ones. Corey's uh, got to be pretty high on that, wouldn't he? On the all-time. A slam dunk would be really fun. I just know yeah, that would they be. wouldn't let him. Right. I just feel like that could lead to injury. Yeah. Shannon being in one. Oh. That uh, Cohen Carr for Michigan State. It'd be oh. hard to beat him because that yeah. dude is yeah. just <laughs> sick. He's good. Kyle is efforting the leading three-point The shooter. leader all-time in the Big Ten is not going to be a name you want to oh, hear. Oh, boy. Oh, no. But he played five years, didn't he? He Deebler. did. Jordan Bohannon. Oh, yeah, that makes nope. sense. Next, I, next on the list. I did gain respect for him, though, when he missed that free throw. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you, oh, okay, okay. Remember when sorry, he did yeah, it on yeah. purpose. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm yes, sorry. Yes, yes, My when, fault. When I shouldn't he, have laughed at that. Yeah. No, 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 no. You, you didn't know where I was going. Because he probably missed a big free throw against Illinois, didn't he? Oh, uh, that was the Murray brothers. Well, Oh, that was the Murray that brothers. Was Chris. That's right. That's right. Chris Murray, yep. Yeah. No, because, you're right. Yes. Yeah, because Chris Street had yep. made so many in a row, and then Jordan was going to break that, and he didn't. So he tied him, and then he missed that free throw. I that thought was that was really cool. cool. Yep. I thought that was cool on Bohannon's part. But, uh, yeah, we don't, we're not naming it after Bohannon. <laughs> we'll just call it the Larry Bird. He didn't play in the Valley. He did he say, though, after Illinois won the Big Ten tournament, enjoy having the banner taken down oh. on Twitter. So uh, Yeah, he's not going to be part he's of it. He's got that. I think Corey Bradford. Nobody like disliked that. Corey Bradford. John Diebler would be next on the list in terms yeah. of all-time threes. Boy, it's easy to hate those guys. Yeah. I didn't know I hated three-point shooters so bad. Um, where are we at? Who else? Is David Jenkins? David no, Jenkins. well, he only played one season at Purdue. That doesn't count. Oh. <laughs> These aren't all in the Big Ten. These are by team by guys oh, who played in the Big Ten. I got you. I got you. Uh, Lewis Bullock for Michigan. Was he that good from three? Made 339 career. Wow. I didn't realize that. How many did Corey make? Corey? Sean Respert. He, oh, he was so good for Michigan State. 331. Dude, that guy. Man, Respert would just take your heart. Bradford made 327. Okay. He's in that range, yeah. I think that'd be a cool thing to do at the Big Ten tournament. I would definitely watch that. I would, too. That'd be really cool. I love having Luke on. Oh, he's awesome. Great guy. Yeah. Really good guy. Appreciate that, as always, from him. Definitely a much-deserved for him and the rest of the team. Next two days off, so that uh, filling you in. They'll return to practice. That would be on Friday as they gear up for a Sunday game against Nebraska. We'll talk more about Illinois, their win over Ohio State, what's to come for them, and then also we'll have to maybe zoom out. We could talk some some bracketology, some Big Ten basketball, whatever you guys want to hit on. Well, Actually, whatever Kyle and I want to hit on. <laughs> by the way, kind of geeky by Luke saying, oh, I finally got a day off and I got to go to my classes. Yeah. I got to meet my teacher. Everybody's I like. I think he was being uh, a, a cool sport there. I, yeah. I no, no, no. I'm, I'm like, kidding. I'm kidding. My He's, life is so fun. I got a day off and I got to go to school. <laughs> His mom's probably listening. Yeah. So he's like, ooh, I got a way to, I got a way to really impress my mom, you know. Not like it's finally a day off. I'm going to go splurge on some huge pizza and just mm. do nothing all day but watch TV and just eat junk. Sounds nice. Oh, no. He's, yeah. he's going to go to his classes and meet his teachers. What a good kid. Hope you heard that, Doug McDaniel. <laughs> all right. We're due for a break. <laughs> Stick with us. This is The Drive. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC.